Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. It's 4 o'clock. Actually, it's 3, but we're saying it's 4. But we'll take it. We're here. And uh, welcome to the show, folks. Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing this morning is Jace. And Jace, thanks for braving the elements and getting up early again to do a show for me. Appreciate that. Sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, Mainstream Marketing, and Boyd's One Stop. All right, weather. Now, we we talked about this wind going to be coming up, and it. Uh, how about that blow yesterday? And it's still blowing. Blew all night. Uh, today, it looks like uh, in Galveston, we're going to have a high of 78 with west-southwest winds 15 to 25. They're due south right now, but cloudy skies early. Then partly cloudy this afternoon, and tonight partly cloudy and windy. Windy, it's a low of 57, a little cooler, and northeast winds, north-northeast, 20 to 30 miles per hour. And then for tomorrow, cloudy skies, windy during the morning, a slight chance of a rain shower, about a 10 or 15% chance, and a high around 65 tomorrow with northeast winds, 20 to 30 miles per hour. So come on, spring break. There it is. It's almost normal. Well, anyway, looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel tide predictions. We have, uh, we're sitting on a low right now. It occurred at 1240 a.m. It was a negative 0.1. Our high is at 1006 a.m. It's a 1.1. And then a low this afternoon at 206 p.m., a 1.0. Sunrise this morning, 732 a.m. with the time change. And sunset this evening, 7.25 p.m., our moon phase, 83%. We're on the backside of the full moon. All right, looking at current conditions right now at the Galveston Channel down there. It is 72 degrees with 73-degree water, south-southwest winds at 13 to 21 miles per hour. Eagle Point, it is 74 degrees with 76-degree water. South-southwest at 20 to 29 miles per hour. And at Morgan's Point up in the top of the complex, 
It's 72 degrees with 75-degree water. South winds 13 to 19. And uh, barometric pressure has gotten pretty low during the night. 29.68 inches still falling. And uh, that should climb up when we get the front through. But uh, good low barometer. If you like a low barometer, we've got one. But, uh, anyway, but uh, welcome to this Sunday morning. And I guess we can always depend on the hammer. He's up. I can't believe he didn't oversleep this morning. Glenn, what's up? <laughs> I'm are, sleeping. Are you alive? <laughs> yeah, I'm here, buddy. I'm here. Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, glad to tune in, and thank you for calling me. Um, <laughs> I got. I just walked out on the front porch and straightened my hair out a little bit. Uh, I ain't got much left, but... Uh, no, um, God darn, Captain Mickey. Uh, all of a sudden, the next couple of days, looks like we're going to have northeast winds or north winds or whatever. Yes. But um, I, got a, I got a trip this morning, and I'm just kind of figuring out if I'm going to text them and tell them to let's try to go this afternoon or what. But as I hear the pressure dropping, and uh, I normally say if the wind don't blow, we don't go, and I uh, when I talked to the guys last night, they still were up for it. So I think around seven o'clock, I'm going to meet them and, and, uh, we're going to go out and give it a shot, but we're, we're not wade fishing and we're not looking for the limits and limits. We're looking for fun. Uh, these folks were in for the St. Patty's day parade, which we had down. I know it's a week early, yeah, but, uh, a week early. That's my wife's birthday, by the way. I'd never forget that date. Next Saturday, right? Or yes. Some, yeah. Whenever anyway, the 17th is. <laughs> yeah. Well, they celebrated a week early down here, and uh, they had their parade. And uh, I couldn't wait to get off of the island. I was invited to a friend of mine for a crawfish bowl yesterday up in Lake Jackson. And we left the island at 1230. Well, when I rounded the bend down there, uh, fixing to go over the bridge at 332, <laughs> it was solid wall to wall traffic coming down from wherever they're coming down. And buddy, I mean, it, it was, it, I mean, it was thick. So, uh, and when we came home last night, it was probably seven, seven thirty, seven o'clock, something like that. It was a wall of headlights coming at me, getting off Good to the Lord. island. It was, it was, man, it's, <laughs> I'm glad, so, glad I've it's, grown up and mellowed out and don't have to do things like that anymore. <laughs> I I'm just never not your guy like anymore that. to get in big crowds and traffic no, and all that. And it's, that's uh, what I was telling my wife. I said, Melinda, how do we get into this? I mean, but we timed it just <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, they were go they shut the bridge down completely. You know, when the parade, uh, mm -hmm. the parade comes by sometime around two o'clock, they just shut the Blue Water Highway bridge down. No traffic at all while all of that stuff's coming through the intersection on Blue Water Highway down here. So, but um, anyway, think there was any alcohol it, uh, consumed? Um, I don't know, but they sure got some bright headlights coming back, man. <laughs> I'm, I, hey, my have little, you noticed yeah. this day and age that nobody dims their lights anymore? No, no. You can, they you, ride you, can with hit them, you can hit them with a light bar and they still won't uh, dim their lights. I mean, are people that out of touch with, uh, well, with driving they need now to at see. night? They need to see Captain well, Mickey. Yeah, the they, guy they coming at them needs fog. to see you too. You know, <laughs> they have their fog lights on for some reason or another. 
plus their bright lights, plus a bar light, you know, and it's like, gee, and these are blue lights, they're pink lights, they're, you know, how the Department of Public Safety doesn't put a restriction on what type of headlights you can have in your vehicle. They used to say, you can't have dark tinted windows. You know, you got to be able to see through your windshield or, or your windows and stuff. The windows but are darker now they, than I've ever seen them. You can't even see anybody when they're driving their vehicle. You don't know who's in the car. Or how many. There's no more limit of that. And there's no more limit on your headlights. You can have them pink, blue, green, whatever. And it just, I've, I've never, anyway, I, you don't notice it until, until I guess uh, you're coming home from a crawfish bowl and there's about 9 million of them coming. You know, they taught you in driver's education to, you know, look over to the right edge of the highway and focus downward to, keep from finding yeah. you but right try but, that uh, this day in time <laughs> yeah now i know my fog lights on my truck will not work if i'm if i'm using them and i hit my uh -huh. brights it, it turns them off automatically well it should there should be some you know, kind of only work when, when mine are on low beams but oh lord oh, have mercy. i tell you it's uh we're gonna I mean, we're gonna get through it man we're just i getting live out in the sticks and when i'm coming in here to baytown to my studio i mean out there in the country, these people, you know, driving. I understand oh. it's dark. There's no uh, street lights, but, uh, but they, they won't can't dim. see. No, they can't see. <laughs> well, I can't either uh, when they won't dim their lights. So, but my old buddy, he uh, the he Lord is my co-pilot. Yeah, he <laughs> is. That's right. Let's roll. For you. <laughs> Sit by, take a big deep breath, and boy, yeah. hopefully you have some patience under your belt buckle. But I don't have many of those. But anyway, no, my buddy did it upright, man. He had all the trimmings. I mean, uh, had the sausage and the celery and the carrots and the, the mushrooms. And uh, these were these were small lobsters. I mean, these were some big old crawfish. They're not the some, – some of them you couldn't even hardly pinch. You know, I like to pinch ahead and suck the juice out of it. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, I don't like and, those big, know, giant ones. These were, these were some big old crawfish and uh, – Hey, you know what he found in his darn bag? A turtle, Captain Mickey. Yeah, a that was live, definitely a, a field run. A they live, didn't even, you, you can bet those were A live birds. turtle. He said he, he said he'd put it down on the ground and it took off. He <laughs> lives right by a drainage <laughs> ditch, so hopefully he found his way home. But the girls, the women were all looking at each other like, who, like what? <laughs> I found a turtle, turtle. a little bitty old turtle. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, they must have sacked them up quick. But uh, yeah, those anyway. weren't purged. I can tell you that those were mud bugs. <laughs> I like my oh, crawfish purged, but uh, hey, I bought sacks before that had perch in them and grass and just nasty man. You just snails. You ever got any with snails? Oh yeah, snails. Yeah, escargot <laughs> and a crawfish sack. I'm laughing right now, but man, I'm tired as I can be. I can't believe we need. Hey, to I ain't even been to bed. I stayed up all night, buddy. I don't blame. Bless your heart. Well, bless it was my heart. grandson's birthday yesterday, and, oh. and and they came over to my house, and we didn't get the birthday party started till about four o'clock, and it was just it was such a nightmare around my house last night. There was no way I could go to sleep, so I stayed up oh. playing with him with all of his toys till. I don't know. Well, you'll, you'll, you'll get you some rest today, man. We're uh, oh yeah. I just hope know. I wake up in time to watch a golf this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> See who wins. Well, the players. I'm, I'm a, like I said, I'm gonna You're go going ahead and fishing. take these guys. 
Yeah, I'm going to take them out this morning, and uh, and hopefully with that pressure dropping, and I don't care if it's where I go anywhere, it doesn't matter. We're going to be uh, throwing the equalizer underneath the popping cork. So, uh, uh, you know, I usually have fun. There'll be something to be caught. So, anyway, we're going to do that. Um, I worked yesterday on uh, my fish cleaning table. I told you I had the material right. I delivered the other day. And anyway, I got all four uh, six by sixes set. It's eight feet wide. It's going to be uh, 14 feet long. I'm going to have a nice little roof on it with a shower and this and that and this and that. And uh, well, I'm excited about getting it done, but I'm letting, letting the pole set and let the concrete uh, cure and, and all that stuff right now. And uh, other than that, I wanted to say, uh, hey, man, everybody – uh, here in the next couple of weeks, uh, maybe it's three weeks from now, but they're having that Ironman, Texas, and it's going to be down on Galveston Island, starting on the west end of Galveston Island. It's going to be going all the way down through and across San Luis Pass, and they will have the San Luis Pass Bridge shut down for this uh, marathon. It's, uh, it's for uh, On Sunday, April 2nd, 2023 athletes will be visiting Galveston and test their physical and mental uh, limits. So we ask for cooperation, yada, 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 under the tent. Is that the about routes, uh, it's going to be from FM3005 to Blue Water Highway during the hours of whatever. But anyway, that's something to think about here in the next few weeks. If you've got plans down in this area, just remember there will be a marathon going on on, uh, on Galveston Island and all that. So try to keep everybody posted on that. And uh, bait camps are holding bait. I got them re, um, reserved me a couple of quarts for this morning. Thank goodness, because like I said, that's the equalizer on, on days like today. And if it's that bad, no, these guys are in from out of town and, and um, they know I'll, I'll, I'll make it a fun trip for them anyway, no matter what I can do. And I'll come home and hopefully get me a good old nap. But uh, other than that, let's see, uh, it's blowing 19 miles an hour right now. Um, like I said, uh, it's going to be northeast for the next couple of days. So I'm kind of a little northern coming in, got her temperature dropping. So, uh, anyway, uh, it is what it is. And, uh, yeah. hey, well. I get to, I get to work on my fish table this week. So, or fish, uh, building. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, well, yes, sir. If I ever need yes, to clean sir. some fish and, and a shower too, I'll uh, stop by when I'm fishing down that way. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know and, shower and clean my catch. <laughs> heck yeah, Captain Mickey. Always a pleasure yeah. talking to y'all. And you too. I guess uh, we're probably, uh, you know, other than Jace, maybe a few others. We're about the only ones up so far this morning. Early morning sicko page. Nobody's on that yet, and I haven't even received no. a text yet. So it's uh, a little slow. I followed your uh, <laughs> I followed your advice yesterday or day before when I talked to you on Friday, and you said go ahead and get used to it and run your clocks up or whatever. And I just kept saying to myself for the last twenty four hours, it's it's three o'clock, not two o'clock. You know, it's exactly. six o'clock, not five o'clock. And try to try to psych yourself out into that. And anyway, it didn't work. I'm still and tired some, as I can. <laughs> something screwed up on my call screen here. It says I've been on the phone with you now for 74.9 minutes. Well, I've, I've overstayed my welcome, and I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> no, I mean, no, we're right on time. I've got to go to break now. But if somebody wants to call you, uh, give them a number, bud. 713-208-0683. Happy fun Sunday, everybody. I appreciate All right, you. Hammer. Y'all See have you, a good man. One. Good yes, Sunday. Sir. All right, later. 
All right, it's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this early Sunday morning. It's 417 here in the Bayou City. Make that 418 as the clock changes. All right. Well, Naylor's up, too. I can't believe it. I'm looking at my screen. We got Jeff Naylor, Captain Jeff Naylor, and uh, he was the rodeo last night. He probably pulled an all-nighter like I did. Jeff, good morning. What's up, Captain Mick? How are you doing this morning? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Maybe just trying to wake up, really, with the rest of the listeners. You don't say. <laughs> yeah, I got a. Uh, I got uh, Monty again with me this morning. He, uh, hey, Monty. Not, he, Good morning, Monty. What's up, Captain? Oh, just hanging out. Good morning. Boy, it's early, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. Man, we were. You know, we had. We were sitting here talking about. Uh, you know, luckily I had uh, went to the uh, conference or the uh, uh, deal on the on the windmill farm. Uh, stuff on Tuesday. Did you? And we did, yes, yep. Uh, the fish, the Charter Fishermen Association invited me and a couple others to come out there and, and just listen to the uh, to the whole spiel. And let me tell you, I mean, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of money already invested. The lease is already going, so it looks like it's coming this way. And uh, you know, Monty and I sure were just talking is. about. And the pros and cons of it all, really. I know we discussed it uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, but um, I didn't realize, you know, so that the, they're uh, leasing almost a half a million acres. And, you know, just just in general terms, that's about 700 plus, 700 and chain square miles. I mean, <laughs> that's, a, that's a big, that's a big plot, man. Well, the whole Gulf Coast is only, what, 330 miles or something? Just you know, in the Texas Gulf Coast. Yeah, linear miles, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Now, I mean, again, what, what what part of that happening in Acre Lease is actually going to be like right of ways and what what exactly, you know, gets windmills on it, you know, I guess. Now, are these windmills, uh, before I forget, excuse me for interrupting, are, they, are these windmills going to be in state waters or federal waters? These are going to be in federal waters. So they're going to start out probably about uh, – uh, 30 miles, I believe, what they said. It was a nautical miles, something like that. Well, yeah. doesn't that have to attach to some kind of uh, electrical cable system? It does. To come does. to the mainland? I mean, what about all that on the bottom of the ocean? So they say they bury them between 3 and 10 feet below the below the dirt. And, you know, I'm sure... It was actually, you know, in my perspective, it was a really good thing that the, the fishermen and, you know, equally the shrimp, the shrimp, you know, shrimpers association and stuff like that were there, you know, and really just, uh, uh, you know, gave their opinion and how nets work, everything else. And, you know, I think the general consensus was that it would, it would, uh, you know, the three to 10 foot would be sufficient enough for, for, you know, a trawler boat or something like that. Yeah, because I don't think the doors at bottom, if it's hard out there, they're not going to dig that deep into the into the sand or the mud, whatever's on whatever the bottom structure is. Right. But still, I mean, I mean, what was your consensus of all the fishermen there? What was their feelings on this? Because I know the guys up in the northeast up there, they're mad as hell about it. Oh they're yeah. Farms. Yeah, that's what Monty was uh, referring to. He's, he's talking about the uh, whales getting killed and all yeah. that. Well, yeah, Wait. nine dead whales this year already. Where's all the Where's all the environmentalists at now? I mean, uh, where, they're giving you know, the where's the demonstrations? Where, where's all the the hell raising? You know that they put on. This was the other day, and somebody fact checked it. Said I was lying about the dead whales. Wow. Well. Uh, you got to go with, uh, your news sources and they're all, uh, you know, they interview the people there and I oh, watch yeah. it, you know, I mean, seeing's believing. And I realize we live in a day and age now. You can't believe everything you read in the media or hear. Sure. Yeah. Or absolutely. from the government too, you know, <laughs> we all know how that turns out. So, so say you got all this big wind farm out there. One seal blows on one of those crankcases on the, what do they hold? 55, uh, 60 drums of oil. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good bit, you know? And, yeah. and so, you know, I'll start, I'll start with that first question. So the general consensus of the fishermen, I believe seem to be mostly positive. And the reason being is because, you know, they're chopping down so many of our, our rigs that, um, you know, well, the yeah, evidence they're looking there. at the structure aspect of it. Yeah, exactly. The ecostructure. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're looking at the, having more structure to be able to fish around stuff like that. Cause they say how close that's going to let you get up to these. You can get up, you can get right up to them once they're built. The only yeah. exclusion zone is going to be, uh, whenever they're building them, when they're actually physically putting them up, there'll be a, you know, 500 foot radius or something like that. You can't get around. And then also they're uh, staged one nautical mile, at least one nautical mile away from each other. Yeah. So it's not like you're just going to be zigzagging yeah. a bunch, you know, trying yeah. to get over certain areas, stuff like that. And, you know, as it turns out, they've actually been doing this research on, uh, they've been putting a lot of uh, weather vanes and other kind of uh, 
you know, data collection, boxes, stuff like that, and all these oil rigs for the last two or three years. I mean, this is something like far in the making. You know, they've been kind of yeah. figuring this out for a long time. But 700 square miles, so there's going to be 700 windmills. I, yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. So the two leases are, one is right off Lake Charles, and the other is off of Galveston. You know, actually, it's in yeah. between Galveston and Freeport. Oh. And so they split that. A half a million miles. Now, which one is is or half a million acres? I'm sorry. Now, yeah. what what gets what? I'm not real sure. Um, one of the biggest things they were trying to overcome is they most of the Winfield farms on land are rated for like 130 or 140 mile an hour winds. They know the ones offshore are going to get some cat fives, maybe stuff like that. So they have these new style of windmills that they're actually deploying over to Asia. And they're uh, basically supposed to be rated for typhoons over there, which is essentially a hurricane here, you know. But, uh, and so, now what those look like, they may look like your traditional windmill. They may not. I'm not real sure. The ones on land are big. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, for the charter, for the charter guy, that was some of the biggest questions was like, you know, once, once they've lived their 30 year life, you know, we're going to be able to make reefs out of the, uh, you know, yeah. the, the windmills, you know, the blades and all that kind of stuff. And, and Yeah, have you, you seen know. some of these uh, in the deserts where they bury those worn-out yeah. blades? I mean, yeah. I it's crazy. I just don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know either. It's, it's a, uh, Boy, you that, know, that'll and, be beautiful, you know, the Gulf of Mexico covered in wind farms. It's kind of like it added to the beauty of uh, South Texas and, you know, out that way in West Texas. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. how you many know, birds is this going to kill, you think? I mean, I've heard you know, of, that was, you know, yeah. you know <laughs> where, where are the, the environmentalists? <laughs> where are they? I mean. You know what? It fits in their agenda, so they're, they're probably not going to yeah. fuck the system too bad. Well, you know, it was it was ironic the majority of that conference was about all the biologists. So all these, like, you know, universities and stuff like that have been doing studies for years, just on the Gulf of Mexico in general. And it's not even, you know, on oil leases and stuff like that. So they have these crazy maps of, like, you know, coastal bird uh, flight patterns, all this kind of stuff. They have hundreds of these data collection maps, you know, in Basically, they converge them, merge them all, and see what is the least likely to have an impact on everything. You know, as yeah. in general, I mean, flights of birds, uh, you know, fish migration, this and that. Mm-hmm. And so they—that's how they deem these two sites: one off of Gallus, between Gallus and Freeport, and then the one over in Lake Charles or Lafayette. One of the two, I can't remember, but um, that's kind of how they came up with this. So. In hindsight, they seem like they've done a lot of due diligence in terms of, uh, you know, that kind of deal. They say that there's going to be like a, uh, like a bird radar on the on the fans, and that they can automatically like turn their fans, uh, turn the, the the wings in a yeah. certain direction to make it stop, you know, or something like that. But you know, who knows? 
any sensible person knows it's going to kill some birds. I mean, I don't know how many or, or whatever. And the cost of these, I don't know what it's – I know it's going to cost more to do them in water because of the, how deep they have to dig and all the concrete they have to pour, you know, for the bases and all that. But I know just to break down of the of the uh, land wind turbines are 1.3 million per megawatt to build yeah. one. So those offshore are going to be 12 megawatts. So we're looking at probably $15 million per windmill. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Somebody's going to make a ton of money. You know, and so they go, you know, <laughs> I, and this is, this is my, this is solely my opinion. I probably shouldn't even say this, but you know, I, I, I've worked a lot. I've, I've built my life and everything, uh, from the refineries yeah. here in Freeport, you know, Dow Chemical. I've worked in Dow Chemical for 20-plus years, you know, off and on, just making ends meet, stuff like that, you know. And in the last two or three years with this market fluctuating so bad, they're completely based on the market, you know. Right, it's, right, right. Uh, exactly. The market goes bad, there's no work. When the market goes back up, you know, and it all changes and all that kind of stuff. So as a contractor – you know, it's hard sometimes to, to make it through hard times like that. You know, it, sometimes it takes some extra money, you know, some extra avenues to be able to survive. You know, and there's $17 billion that have been already uh, invested in this windmill farm in Texas, just in Texas. I mean, $17 billion is a huge number. Is that, that is the offshore? That yeah, you know, and I'm sure. Well, yeah. I, how will these have, things, uh, Jeff? How do you think they'll sustain a, a category four or five hurricane? Well, like I said, they're supposedly, you know, <laughs> this new, I don't know, you know, I really don't. Um, you time know, will tell. Yeah, time will tell, and and you know, I'm, apparently, I'm going to end up getting involved in a couple more of these little uh, meetings, and this is not something that's going to happen. You know, it's been in the works for the next for the last three years, but uh, they give it almost a ten year startup plan. So they say in Texas that it, you know, Texas rolls a lot faster than most other states, which yeah. you know, it's known for the oil lease, you know, type business yeah, they, where they. That's the way this all this green green energy stuff laid out ten year plans. You know, just like our uh, multi trillion dollar uh, budget they've announced too. It's killing the stock market. It's, uh, I don't know where we're going with this. I mean, it's, uh, you know, after, after what I've seen, they've, they've done to my base system up here where I live just over the years of what, you know, the, all the commercial activity and the development and everything it's, uh, well, I'm just aggravated. I'll just put it like that. This, Hey, I'm all for technology and improving life for everybody. But, uh, Sooner or later, somebody's got to draw the line. I mean, geez. Sure. You know. So I how mean, many it, how many windmills did you say that this will probably be over the, all those hundreds or thousands of acres you were talking about? You know, one, one per square mile. Huh? Well, one one every nautical mile, but you know, and it's a half a half a million acre uh, lease. So what is that? What is that in right of ways? What is that? I mean, there's yeah. probably a lot of at least it's locked up in things oh, other yeah. than the windmill, you know, yeah. the actual windmill part. Yeah. And I really don't know, yeah, you know, shipping channels and all that. Yeah. Just, 
start putting windmills out on the skip channel. Right. No, no, no. As a matter of fact, you're not supposed to even be able to see them from land. They should be oh. on the, on, you know, out far enough to uh, right. get them. Now, I mean, again, they're, they're trying these new, uh, uh, windmill farms over in Asia, the ones that can uh, withstand these typhoons. So they may not exactly, but I don't know exactly what that looks like. It may not be a traditional windmill like, you know, we see on land a lot. It could be a lot like, I'm not real sure. They did say that the, uh, most of the ones that are out here are going to be uh, like the cages, much like a, a, like an oil rig platform where it has legs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they're going to have a, a really big substantial base that they're going to mount them on. And, uh, yeah. It's going to take uh, tons and tons of uh, fossil fuel energy to build these things. And you bet. It's, yeah. uh, it, oh, it's nuts. Let me knock this break out. I'll come right back to you guys. Hang on, Jeff. I'll be right back. All right, you're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. Quick break. Right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, Jeff, we're back, man. So, so yeah, Money and I were just talking about, you know, so the, you know, at the end of the day, as far as fishermen are concerned with these windmills, uh, you know, there's controversy on both sides. I get that, you know, right. but, uh, you know, in just in terms of the structure that uh, is going to provide, I think the general consensus is that's a good thing, you yeah. know, and they're, and they're, they're pulling stuff away constantly and of course you know how they get rid of these windmills i mean uh excuse me the the platforms you know yeah. we, him and i was just talking about it. you know they go and cut them off at the bottom and then blow them up you know and destroy an entire you know ecosystem in the, in the you know while they're doing it but uh you know we were talking about snapper fishing and i mean some of the best spots i've come up with here in the last couple of years is just a good shell flat bottom yeah. you know and uh, you think some of that actually uh, from them actually blowing the blowing up the legs? I don't know, because when they blow them up, you know they kill ninety percent of the fish. Right, right. Oh so no, I think no doubt. On them spots. Oh yeah. You know, but on the flip side of that coin, you go look at at tequila where they cut that sucker halfway down. Oh. I mean, there ain't any better place in the world to go. Oh, I love Catch a sea monster. You know what I'm saying? Well, you do one, <laughs> Now, who's going to own these wind wind turbines? I mean, 
Is the federal government involved in this of any way or or what? I mean, what's the deal? I mean, you know, you know, and this is I don't know this to be fact or anything like that, but you know, that that's the way that the whole nation is going. I mean, and and yeah, I mean, there's going to be subsidies, I'm sure, you know, yeah. and you know, the main person, the main company that I that I saw heading it all up is Shell. Shell has actually uh, completely redirected their targets to uh, to renewable energy and stuff like yeah. that, and kind of backed off a little bit of, of some fossil fuel stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, if the government turned around and said, you know what, we're gonna go green tomorrow, but we're gonna pay you for it, shoot, everybody's in line. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> everybody well, the only only you know disadvantage I see that to this wind energy thing is it's it's variable. It's a variable energy source. You know, it has to have wind to work. We all know yeah. that. And I mean, we saw what happened in February two years ago. Our wind. And solar uh, energy grids let us down, and people are freezing to death in their houses during a major, you know, winter storm. And True. I don't know. I'm I'm exactly. a fisherman, you know. I just I just want yeah. what's best for you know our environment, because I'm watching it deteriorate right before my eyes up here in Galveston Bay, with all the yeah. All the things that are going on, commerce and the shipping lanes and the dredging and widening of the channel. You know, they did that 10-year project, and now they've turned right around. They're going to have a project even bigger than that one. It's even going to widen it even more and deepen it. And all these spoil islands and just we're running it. I mean, I mean, it's just it's just mind-boggling. I didn't think I'd live long enough to see this kind of stuff going yeah, on. They're, uh, they're widening Freeport channel right now uh for the bigger ships to come in and out of here yeah it's that's a good business to be in right now it's a dredge business i got yeah. plenty of work yeah <laughs> they took a took away a lot of good flying right here so yeah we, we closed a pass down you know that that was crucial to feeding our bay the back end of east bay which was a you know a fish pass the rollover pass issue we yeah. we we completely bottled that up because we didn't want to spend any more money on dredging that little spot behind the pass right there. That intercoastal, if you, you know, y'all live along it. It's dred There's dredging projects year round on it. It silts up. That's what you know channels do. You have to do maintenance dredging, and yeah. they use that as an excuse to close it up. What it was, a lot of influential people, I think, um, living on that peninsula down there. It was an eyesore to them. They didn't. They didn't want. Uh, they didn't want the litter that comes with it because you know how some of these uh, public access areas are. People just destroy their own. They just they ruin. They ruin it for themselves with all the litter, and and they don't take care of things. And I think uh, that was a big part of it. And but this is uh, this is mind boggling. You know, I've been yeah. hearing about the, you know, the wind farm off of Galveston, you know, between us and you guys over there. Yeah. I had no idea it was going to be that big and that, that massive. Yeah. It, uh, you know, I guess, in, in, like I said, uh, they never would offer up a map to show specifically how much or how big the actual wind farm, or how many for that matter, you know. But, I mean, I, you, I mean, you and I can both imagine that, uh, you know, they're going to invest billions of dollars in something, you know, they're at least going to put a, a bunch of them up enough to make their money, you know, some sort of money back. So, 
And I can imagine this thing's going to get pretty big, you know. It, um, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes, you know. But i tell you this. There's a lot of people in the fight, you know, including the uh, Charter Fishers Association, uh, that that are going to battle and ask all those questions. And, and you know, the yeah. one thing I can tell you that at that meeting, we, we drilled them on, uh, you know, everything, uh, birds included, migratory birds, the whole nine. And so they're going to really have to jump through a lot of hurdles to make it happen. We're not going to give it to them. You, know, you realize uh, you bringing up this bird issue, that is right in the middle of the flyway from South America back to Texas that these birds migrate, oh, you know, to and from every year. I mean, High Island is like the big, you know, those birds come through the Gulf through there. So uh, that could be an issue. I mean, all, yeah, I mean, all your migratory birds that uh, go to South America and, and down below us for the winter and then come back. And uh, <laughs> where are the vi- environmentalists? I can't believe they're not on, jumping up and down, throwing themselves on the floor right now over stuff like this. It's their agenda, man. Yeah, so the, the, I mean, what, Monty, in your opinion, what do you think this is going to do? What, what is your just initial thoughts? I mean, it's I just know. bad in terms of the, the you, you know, never know. Yeah. Time will do. Yeah. You know, I can't agree with you on that. Uh, like these oil refineries around here, when you get all this wooded area, they just kind of wipe out the woods. Where does the deer go? Where does the birds go? Where does all these critters go? Oh, you ought to see it out my way with all the development that way, with all that uh, business park. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Taking their habitat. But it could be good in the end. Yeah. 30 years from now for my kids' kids. You know, in, 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 I guess maybe that's a little bit of my stance is that, you know, it, as long as somebody's willing to talk to me about it, you know, sure. and we can work together to make it fit in all of our favors. I mean, at the end of the day, Mickey, you're right. So, you know, there's a lot of these kind of things that you cannot control, but maybe you can help develop, you know, and, and you know, I mean, unfortunately, like you said, that, that uh, intercoastal waterway is, is a huge, you know, uh, huge outlet and inlet for, you know, migratory bait fish and stuff like that, even offshore. I mean, I've heard several rumors that uh, or ideas that, you know, a lot of this kingfish, uh, lack of kingfish is due to some of the, you know, lighter rains that we've had and not pushing out menhaden like they had in the past and stuff like that. But, you know, that that's a yearly migration. Out there yeah, time. that's a cycle deal that, you know, naturally comes and goes. I mean, that's something you can't control. Yeah, you know, right. is the amount of fresh water you get or too salty, too fresh. You know, that's, that's out of our hands there because that's due to nature. But a lot of these things we're doing, that's within our hands. And Sure. I'm just old school, man. I just, uh, I, I just, I've seen what's happened over the years as long as I've been around, and it hadn't been for the good. The more we do, the worse it gets. Sure, absolutely. You know, it's all about money. It, it uh, is money and commerce. That dri- that's the whole driven effect. I mean, the resource, yeah. you know. But I, you, you know, can... I always thought that, uh, you know, the. As far as recreational fishing, commercial fishing, and shrimp and all that combined, that's a multi-billion-dollar resource. And uh, yeah, I don't. I know that nuclear energy costs a tenth of what this does. They've got it down to a science. I mean, where it's clean, there's no 
carbon fallout or you know they're all you know about all this carbon credits and all this and 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 taking it out of the atmosphere i mean that that's totally clean and uh they've got it down to where it's not as dangerous and they've got it contained and you know down to a science i don't know why they don't go that route because that's immediate i mean you'll never run out of energy that way yeah just just but hey man you can get you a big time offshore vessel now you know uh, and uh have it all uh all electric battery powered you can just pull up to one of those platforms i guess and plug in charge up so you can get your party back in in the afternoons <laughs> <laughs> charging stations off offshore i'm just making a joke there you go you know well i mean you know listen i mean in in, in the interim uh we're just gonna we're gonna keep bouncing around at it you know, and all these little meetings I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna share, I'm gonna share everything that I hear from them. You know, good, good, bad, or ugly, and we'll just kind of, you know, I'll touch base every now and again when I hear something, and we'll, uh, right. you know, give me your opinion. That way, I can go back and and well, it, it and, hey, it's a good topic you created this morning. It's something for everybody to think about, you know, because it you know, is coming. Hey, and right it, behind you know, this, you know, we got. The big time channel dredging project plus this that you guys are talking about, and now you know we got to look forward. You know that Ike Dykes is that going to be a reality? Look at that project. Yeah, we pro- I'll probably won't live to see it completed, but uh, it's uh, it's a reality. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. We're ever changing, you know, and that's how it is. But, uh, you know, on the on the fishing side of things, too, I just want to touch base before we get off of here. But, uh, you know, uh, water's heating up around here. You know, the right. guys have been really doing well. Uh, a lot of Spanish mackerel being caught. And, you know, I think uh, I think he told me, I think Cole told me the other day the water temperature was like 72 out there. Yeah. I mean, it's getting, it's getting warm pretty quick. Yep. And, Man, it looks like the spring break's going to be dynamite for most of these folks who are coming to Texas. So yeah, I'm headed down to Bassett Bay. Are you really? Yeah, I'll be. You lucky too. dog. Boy, Cliff, <laughs> we- Cliff Webb had a good week down there, Monty. They caught some big fish this week. No, I don't know who I'm fishing with, but the guy's out of Galveston, and supposedly he goes down there a month out of the year. And yeah. we're going to be staying right there in Corpus, and, and, and it's going to be good. Yeah, I was invited from one of our contractor foremen out there. He, he's right. Well, cool. Right. I hope he's we a, get you a thirty-inch uh, trout, man. There you go. How did, did Webb get anything over thirty? No, uh, I know a one guy that got a thirty and a half, but uh, they're you know they don't have a lot of those right now, but they've got a lot of you know a lot of six, seven, eight-pound fish right now. Those, those are trophy trout in a lot of people's books. I mean, that's a big, big trout. Yeah, a friend of mine caught a five and a half pound flounder yesterday. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah, it's a doormat, man. I feel like the the the, the flounder run kind of came back there for a little bit for yeah. a couple of weeks, anyway. It's slow right. down here for oh. Yeah, real slow. Mm-hmm. I haven't gigged the flounder in like five gigging groups. Not oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, it's terrible. Well, I mean. Good things are going to come. <clears throat> like I said, uh, uh, you know, uh, the the one guy I was just referring to that uh, told me the the water temperature. He also dives a lot. He said there's a lot of uh, 
I mean, the sheep, he said the sheep head, you, you, can, you can dive right along the, uh, the edge of the jetties. He said there's a swarm and, I mean, giant ones, you know. Yeah, it's sheep head season. <laughs> Man, it's <laughs> it's on. Everybody's catching them right now. Yeah, it's a base snapper. It's base snapper. Exactly. Yeah. Convicts is what I call them with them stripes on them. Yeah. Hey, man, they make, they make for a good time, though. Oh, you bet, man. It's hard to beat a sheephead fight. It really yeah. is, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what did they get? They caught one of the other day with like seven or eight pounds or something like that. What, what did uh, Mike Seagal caught one? Was, uh, man, I think it was eight. That's a big one. That's a big one, yeah. You ain't yep. kidding. Hey, you slow as pull up drop in the plant. Wait till the star tournament starts and you'll see a bunch of 10 pounders wait in. You know? <laughs> People what fishing for them. Yeah, no kidding. I think well, the state yeah. record sheep head for Texas is about 15 and a half pounds. That's a monster. Yeah. It's up there. It's, it's, it's a lot bigger than I ever. Uh, I figured yeah. right off the Hey, fillet that one out and you'll get about four pounds of meat off of it. And the rest of it's <laughs> all head and bones. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're still catching some, uh, some, uh, state water snapper that the, uh, kind of snapper on, I think is kind of starting to, uh, twirl down a little bit, but, uh, you know, sometimes you get, you get lucky and it those, uh, it those, uh, yeah. If those uh, kingfish maybe come in a little earlier or something like that, that'd be dynamite. And of course, the red run, the you know the bull red run, stuff like that will will come here pretty quick. And yeah, I mean, I think a lot of folks that are going to be out there fishing this uh, spring break are going to have a good time. Oh yeah, lots of fish. Wow, I can't wait. Anyway, let's. Going to be hopping up and down the Texas coast for the next couple of weeks with the spring break crowds. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and speaking of that, the offshore bite, too, uh, you know, Brandon Wilson and a couple of the other guys went out this last weekend. Still catching Wahoo at the, uh, at the yeah. Flower Gardens. That's I finally saw some good tuna this last week, too. So, uh, you know, maybe that looks like a good spring for some offshore fishing, for some uh, deep water fishing and stuff like that. Yeah, we can it's keep this wind of- down, man. It what a calm week it was this week, but uh, boy, that wind pumped up yesterday. When it, they said it was going to be south at twenty-five, they weren't joking. Yeah, yeah, it's it like the next sure. couple of days going to be real windy. Yeah, it's going to turn. It's going to turn south on us here a little bit. The uh, I think I heard saying it was going to go to like thirty today. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be pounding, and yeah, so wind farms. I still have yet to hear any any uh, catch reports on uh, bluefin tuna up and down the coast either. Which, I um, hadn't either. I've been keeping an eye on it usually this time of year. You know, you're hearing about it, but I hadn't heard of one yet. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're running a little late this year or something like that. But, you know, I've heard of years where they didn't actually run at all. Well, excuse me, that they weren't catching a bunch anyways. You know, and um, I meant to I meant to. Uh, research and check on, you know, the actual quota for this year uh, before I got on here. And I'll have it for you next week. I, I don't know if they've announced it even, what the quota is for the Gulf of Mexico. But um, I heard there was rumors last year that they, they might have uh, there a, a season? season this year. There is a season for both Well, it, what they do is they, they give uh, the entire Gulf of Mexico a quota. And it's oh. generally very small, like 10,000 pounds or something like that. So right. the 
between eight to 12 fish. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh. And that starts in Florida. So, you know, they come around the tip of Florida, they come yeah, all the way yeah. down all the Gulf states, Mississippi, yeah. you know, Louisiana, all that. So, um, oh. more often than not, those Florida people end up catching half of them at least oh, you know, yeah. before they start making their way down. I guess if you really want to catch one, you need to go up around Nova Scotia or something. Oh, my gosh. They're catching some monsters up yeah, there. That's where they're that's where they're big. They swim all the weight off their, themselves by the yeah. time they get down to here. I'll yeah. go up there and catch a 1,000-pounder. Yeah. Or a 1,300-pound, 1,400. Yeah. That's nasty. Yeah. I think I think only uh, uh, you're only allowed to kill one per boat for a year or something up there, from what I'm understanding. Yeah, really. Oh, and, and they may be different different laws, and yeah. depending on where you're at, you know, along yeah. the coast up there. Yeah, that's true. You can go up there and catch plenty of them. Yeah, they say you know once you touch the leader, it's a catch. Yeah, right. That's a friend that went there a couple of years back, and they all got to catch one thousand pounders. Did they really? Oh yeah. Wow, man! I mean, that that would that you know that that's the epitome epitome for me in, in terms of offshore fishing. If I can catch one, if I can just you know, I'm, I feel like I've hung a couple of. You know, a buddy of mine, he was out uh, in Venice a couple of weeks ago, and he caught two or three over 150 pound big eye tuna. Oh. You know, and they look they look really close to a bluefin. Yeah. I mean, they they are like. Uh, you know, a little color of the fins. Yeah, they don't have the big streamers. They got yeah. yellow ones, just like yellow fins. Yeah. But you know, right? I may or may not have even caught a blue fin. I, I've caught some that I've got close enough to be able to see. Yeah, didn't have the big streamers, and I know it was a two hundred pound fish. But I guess it could have been a, a big guy. You know. Yeah. But anyway, I've never personally actually caught one, and uh, man, old Mister Plog, you know, he's he's crushing me. Uh, but at least I know what to expect. And uh, in the next couple of years, I'm going to go find one. Yeah. I promise you that. If I have to fly to Nova Scotia. Oh, yeah. You fish enough, you'll stumble on one. It happens. You got to do it to make it happen, man. Well, hey, guys. Oh, Jeff, thanks for uh, bringing this up. You and Monty, that was a good conversation over this. And you, It sounds like you're on top of it. Keep us informed on what's going on with this wind farm thing so absolutely well and you guys give me your solid best opinion because listen i'd love to go and tell everybody that meaning exactly what you guys say so uh you know i'm open to any kind of discussion or knowledge uh, uh, your opinion of, of how things work and all that good stuff so i'm good for anything that's uh good for our environment and our resource and everything but if it's not i'm i'm, I'm very opposed to it completely understand completely no fallout all right buddy well hey jeff y'all give your number out you and monty if uh, somebody wants to call y'all about doing some fishing this year yeah give me a call anytime at 979-417-1013 monty has a boat this year and uh looks uh he said he's gonna this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 